Well, let me talk to you. John, I got a knock-knock joke for you tonight. All right. Knock-knock. Who's that? Not Dakota. Not Dakota. Talking all that shit Monday. Because I fell asleep. And you're not here tonight. Even though you feel like you're taking one for the team, you're letting us down. With that being said, this is the Cheap Hop Wrestling Podcast. We are your hosts, John Hook and Kenneth O'Neill. And we're just doing our weekly recap of what was SmackDown. And just remember, we're two middle-aged men. Just complaining about the current state of the world wrestling entertainment. With that being said, I'm going to send it over to my uh, co-host over here today, John Hook. Why don't you get us started on the recap, big dog? All right. Uh, before we get into it, uh, Dakota, enjoy your ride on Space Mountain. But <laughs> Shortest yeah. ride, longest line. Something like that. Old player, you don't remember that? No, I'm saying for his sake. It, yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely shortest ride. Definitely shortest <laughs> ride. Anyways, uh, we started off SmackDown uh, with Pretty Deadly and the Brawling Brutes with Pretty Deadly getting the win, Brawling Brutes getting jobbed out once again. And what's your thoughts on it before we move Dude, on? If anybody in that God bless it, the company does not need to be jobbed out. It is Seamus. That dude, time and time again, has helped carry that company. And we're going to job him out to Pretty Deadly. And this we're match, job him out. This, this match meant nothing. I don't know why, uh, why they're t- having another L. God, dude, like, I, I, gotta, I'm, I don't really care too much for Rich Holland and Butch. I think they need to revert Butch back to Pete Dune and just, or was it Dune or Dunn, whatever his name was? Dunn, yeah. And just, and just let him do his own thing, like Rich do this, like this brawling brutes. It, they're kind of the stepping stone right now, dude, and I am not. I repeat, I'm not a fan of that bullshit. Yeah. Um, I do like how they use Rich Holland to, you know, do like double slams or whatever, whatever they want to call it, double body slams. It's cool to see. I I like watching him. I'm just tired of him having to take the L every single time. Getting kind of old to making him look like, making him look like a, uh, a less fun to watch Rick Boogs, and I love Rick Boogs too. But I just, my God, dude! Everybody, like out of everybody, fucking Seamus. Even though he's not getting the pin, I get it. But my God, dude! Like, what are we doing, man? Like, that dude has been a staple for how many years? And you're just gonna job him out like that? Nah, nah. <laughs> Yeah, but I don't want to talk uh, about it anymore. It just pisses me off. <laughs> Next, we had uh, Zelina Vega and Bailey. Uh, this wasn't bad, but it was not actually. And I'm actually like not mad at it. You know, like that was that was watchable. 
Yeah, Bailey's probably top three in the women's division in terms of talent. Has been for a while, so you never really get a bad match from her unless her opponent is just that bad. They ain't been that bad. Yeah. Uh, at the end of this, we had that segment with Shotzi where she had her Britney moment, shaving her head. What are we doing with that, man? Uh, honestly, well, the way she was cutting her hair, I was like, is she going to do a Ruby Soho from fucking AEW? So what what's going on here? I mean, outside of the story, uh, Shotzi's uh, sister is, has cancer, and that's why I, I think that's why she's shaving her head. They're just spinning gotcha. a story with it. So, I don't know why we got to spend a story with that, but you know, I, I, get man. I get it's, it. I get it. I get it. I get it. I mean, there's there's been some some dumbass speculation online about why they're doing this, and people are really blaming Vince for this. I've never seen Vince do something like this. Unless... This is less but you know. Well, we did have the Edge and Kurt Angle one. Uh, we've had a few. Uh, Hair versus hair matches, but I think this makes more sense now that you uh, enlightened us with your broad wisdom. Broad wisdom. Just scrolling through Twitter. That's all that was. <laughs> and then you next, the whole thing. Yeah. Next, we had the Bloodline story taking another inch further with Jay just coming out and screaming, uh, beating up on Paul Heyman and Solo and then Solo defending Paul before he really got messed up. This felt 10 minutes too damn long, but. The highlight the of the whole fucking thing was Paul Heyman getting kicked in the face. Like that was the highlight of the whole thing. And Solo actually talked. Yeah, uh, I'm sorry I missed that part. I didn't, I didn't actually miss it. I just forgot to cover it. My fault. But yeah. No, you're fine. Just... That's what we're here for. But teamwork makes a dream work. But yeah, I'm. I'm not burnt out on this storyline at all. I'm just tired of like the the extra twenty minutes a week of them just staring at each other, nobody talking. They're just letting it, whatever this is going on, build. Or they can just get straight to doing what they were gonna do. If you know what I'm trying to say here. Yeah, I get what you're picking up. I'm picking up what you're putting down. Like my whole thing is this: like, just let. Jay and Solo go at it. Let Jay beat the shit out of Solo. Take him out to where now at SummerSlam it's just going to be Roman versus Jay with no outside interference. So when Jay beats him straight up, he beats him straight up. You know what I mean? Right. I think everyone's anticipating that. I don't think anybody's going to be caught off guard if Jimmy is the one to beat Roman. I don't know how that affects you know, the championship moving forward, and if he will actually be like a title holder for a set amount of time, but, you know, better than what we got now. So, here's a, here's a take I saw, and I, I agree with it. Jay and Jimmy should not win this because of the moment, because that's all it'll be, is a moment. If Cody goes and wins it. You can. It's run a landscape with change. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. With. I mean, I think Cody needs to be the one to just throw him anyways, but that does make sense now you said it that way. It's the uh, John Cena talking about the moment after Brock beat Undertaker as if 
they went out and had a 50-50 match or Cena won, then it like pretty much defeats the moment of Brock doing what he did. So that does does make sense if they do it that way, too. Yeah. Way to, to do your research, bud. Well, I mean, I, I thought about, like, what if Jay actually wins? I don't think, I think that'd be insanely dumb to do. I mean, they have to keep this bullshit happening of, like, somebody ruining the match every time now until WrestleMania or whenever they decide to have Cody face him. Like, I think you're going to get WrestleMania again, but I think the only thing that's going to put a damper on that plan is is Cody going to be a back-to-back Rumble winner? They could do something like that, or they could oh, have... never mind, uh, never mind. I forgot that the Rumble can uh, can choose the title. Yeah. That I forgot about that. that and they always have these tournaments when it gets closer. Even though the Rumble winner gets a their choice of the title shot for Mania. Right. So I guess whoever wins Rumble, which will probably be Gunther, and then we'll get a Gunther-Seth match. But I can which, almost... Go ahead. Uh, that, that honestly sounds... So the Cody and Roman match is, like, big in terms of, like, the build in the moment. Mm-hmm. But like, ring work, Gunther versus Seth... Chef's kiss. Man, I think we're all there for that one. But I can almost guarantee almost guarantee that if Cody does beat Roman, Cody go ends up going to both shows. But here's another thing that's gonna ruin the you know, the finish the story thing. Let's say Jay does win. And then Roman like beats him again and gets the title back. Like not beating the the streak or whatever for Cody of however many days Roman's going to have it by then just kind of takes it away from it too. So, saying that, I think they gave Jay the crowning achievement of being the first one to pin Roman since he's been the tribal chief. Letting Cody take the title off of him is a whole different story. You know what I mean? Right. Like you said, you're going to defeat the purpose of Cody's story if you let Jay take the title off him. So if you let Jay do what he did at, you know, Money in the Bank, be the person to pin him, you know, in three years, then Cody can be the one that takes the title off him and it doesn't take away from that momentum. Right. We sidetracked ourselves so far on that. I mean, it's it's part of it. It's part of it, but we went on a totally different direction there. It's a lot better than us just speed reading through this and being done in 15 minutes. That's very true. But, yeah, but that, I mean, that's the that's the big story they're building up to, and it just happened to be in the middle of the show. So, anyways. Oh, it just makes, it just makes sense, though, because you got Roman right now tied up in this stuff. You got Cody tied up in the Brock match. We're going to get the rubber match at SummerSlam, which means Survivor Series and then Rumble, right? Right. And thank God we're going to get the end of this Brock matchup with Cody. Well, you know, I think it's going to be a decent match. I think it's not going to be like the last two we got. I think they're actually going to go on and put on a good match. I mean, that's what I'm hoping for, at least. But right. we'll see. We'll see. But uh, back to it. 
we got off on a little bit of a tangent there. Uh, <laughs> we had the U.S. qualifier, U.S. championship qualifying match, the first of, was it two? Yes. So I don't know if they announced another one or not, but fed uh, a, a four-way with uh, Santos Escobar, Grayson Waller, AJ Styles, and Pete Dunne, or Butch, whatever they're calling him now. It's Butch. But, they, they, uh, I thought Butch was going to win this. The, the momentum he had about midway through the match. Honestly, uh, I'm. Go ahead. I'm surprised that Santos won. Uh, I'm not mad at it. I really thought we'd have got a Styles and LA Knight <laughs> battle, which would have been one for the history books, in my opinion. But, um, uh, I think Santos versus LA Knight would be the U.S. Yeah. title. Yeah, I mean, continuing that rivalry is good, and they also continued the uh, rivalry with AJ and Carrying uh, Cross. That was I'm finally we finally get some sort of story with Carrying that doesn't last two fucking weeks. Finally, oh, that was so stupid. Yes, I'm with you. Finally. There's Finally. Just, we don't get this two-week blip of him feuding with Drew, feuding with, uh, I'm forgetting somebody here, Shinsuke, for somebody else in there too. But these little two-week feuds, and then him playing with cards and nothing happening. And them actually including Scarlet and something. Would. Yeah, I'll double down on that one. But anyways, uh, we had a little hint at one of my favorite factions coming back, the Hurt Business, with Bobby Lashley getting out of the back of a limousine with our meeting the Street Profits. We called this how many months ago? I uh, did beginning of the podcast. We called this. We kept we kept begging for it, and then we were like, you know what? Like it only makes sense because we kept seeing. Uh, that one snippet one time where uh, MVP was talking to the Street Profits and then like we called it, we hope we're praying for it and I think we're about to get our prayers answered. Yep. Uh, shout out to Donovan the mammoth Cecil for giving us the idea a few months back. Mm-hmm. He pitched it and we all kind of looked at each other like, oh my god, he's onto something here. And now we hope he was onto something. And now he's on to something, and we love it. But yeah, shout out to Donovan. We need to get him back on here. We do, we do, we do. But soon after that Street Profits and Bobby part, I got to go nuts again. LA Knight come, comes out, cuts a promo, saying how nobody's on his level and how he's going to win the United States Championship. Man, I hope this happens. I think he's got too much momentum where they can't not do something with him, dude. Like, Austin Theory is fucking stale as shit, dude. He couldn't even be entertaining on the broadcast booth with Michael Cole and Wade Barrett. You know what I mean? Like, those two guys can make anybody sound good. And he just got one line in things, and it it didn't go very well. Um, I think... Everyone else kind of got like a quick cut scene because you had like Seamus. Oh, God, who was the other ones? 
uh, Rey Mysterio and uh, yeah. Cameron Grimes doing the cringiest promo. Oh my fuck, dude! I'm I'm tired of seeing him man. Send him back to NXT, please. Honestly, what they should have done is a double switch. They should have put Carrion in it and then let AJ distract him by like, you know, taking Scarlet or something. But I can't. Like, Cameron Grimes can go right the fuck back to NXT for me. Yeah, the the whole the feminine to the moon. No, get out of here. Yeah, stop rolling bullshit, bro. We're growing as men over here. Um, but I think they fucked up last week. And they knew about it because that LA Night clip with uh, Hit Row like outperformed, like I think, like the Bloodline stuff too. So I yeah. think that's why they let him come out and let him let him cook. So I, he's just he's got too much momentum. I don't think they can stop him right now. Yeah, I'm just hoping if he gets a shot at the U.S. title, there isn't some screwy bullshit finish costing the title. Then we gotta. Wait for him to finish the story too. I will lose it. I don't, dude. After the backlash and Money in the Bank, I don't think they're going to do that twice. Ain't no way. I do not think they let that one slip past twice. If you do, you're just asking for trouble at that point, in my opinion. Yeah, you're going to inside a riot doing that. Fuck. Yes, you are. Cameron Grabs wins, this podcast is going to implode. <laughs> I'm going to quit. <laughs> you hear me quit. They're going to they're gonna lose some uh, they're gonna lose some viewers. I, was, I ain't watching AEW. I, I, I can watch Collision. I cannot watch Dynamite. So bad. But God. anyways, the main event or waste of a main event uh, we had Bianca Belair versus Asuka for the undisputed, well, kind of disputed women's championship. And Who called all that fuckery? To an extent. This... You called it to an extent. What? One thing we didn't call was Bailey? I'll give you a passing grade on it. <laughs> we didn't call Bailey or EO just showing up. Bro, come on now. Like... Did we not think? I mean, the meat and potatoes, Charlotte speared fucking Bianca disqualification, which we called setting up a triple threat at SummerSlam with EO lurking in the crowd waiting to seize her opportunity. Yeah. So I think what happens is I think you get the triple threat. I think Charlotte gets number 15. And then EO cashes right in on her and walks away with it. I hope that everyone has fun and gets to go home nicely. I'm kidding. I thought you were going to say, I, I hope that you're wrong. <laughs> That's what I was waiting on. No, I, I kind of do because I don't want Charlotte getting that anytime soon. Like, let it, let that be a WrestleMania moment. Yeah. As much as I don't want to see Charlotte win it at WrestleMania, but. We're, we like going for big numbers in WWE now. <laughs> Might as well. Might as well. Prioritize numbers and everything now. They've had a title reign for this long. They've had this many title reigns. Yeah. Shit. Roman Reigns hasn't defended his title in over 100 days, but nobody wants to point that out. Oh, I think, you know, 
they're just going to keep slipping that right under the fucking radar because they don't want to acknowledge it. Yeah, until Seth or somebody says it on Raw. Yeah, then it'll be a big problem at that point. But so. That was the main event. Asuka rolled out of the ring and took off before she can get cashed in on. But Woo. Yeah. You may say it one time for the people in the back. Woo. Not even a full not even a full woo. Just No. Woo. That's the best you're gonna get from it. Woo. That's so, it. We we gonna grade the show. I'll give it a solid B. I can't do it. C plus. I uh, knew you were going to say that. C, C plus only because uh, I'm not not a huge fan of the screwy finishes and the heels winning every single time. It just, it's getting kind of old. Here's Outside why of, I go up to a B. You can finish yours, but I'll I'll, I'll tell you mine afterwards. Huh? Go ahead and finish yours. Uh, I've been lost the thought. You're good. Okay. I give it a B because we're actually finishing a story with Carrion and AJ. Is this Fair. Bailey, EO Scott dynamics really kind of working with this cashing in? Like Bailey's kind of being the role model for cashing in on this thing. And then we got LA Knight promo. That's why it pushes it to be for me. You know what? You're right. Uh, we'll go B minus. Fair enough. There you go. Fair enough. There we go. I knew you'd come around eventually. <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, it was solid. They're, I mean, I, I did enjoy them actually continuing the story with Carrie, and like I said earlier. Yep. And, we needed uh, it. Yeah, and then we get the continuation of uh, the, or well, the bringing back of the Hurt business. Hopefully, uh, Cedric Alexander and Shelton Benjamin are included in this and aren't booked like fucking jobbers. That would be amazing if they don't. Yeah. Uh, I need it. Cedric Alexander, not as much. That doesn't bother me as much if he's a jobber. He's kind of been floating around that area anyway. But Shelton Benjamin being a jobber for this damn long is it's painful. It's real to me, damn it. It's still real to me, damn it. It's the <laughs> longest intercontinental champion of all time. <laughs> so Gunther breaks the record. Because... Fuck me. He's already broke the record, hasn't he? Uh, not yet, I don't, I don't think. I think he's the longest reigning Intercontinental Hand Champion, I thought. Uh, we don't fact check here. <laughs> <laughs> we don't fact check here. I almost want to say I'm pretty positive. That he is the longest reigning Intercontinental Champion in modern history. But let's fact check it. Who is the? Oh, that's Michael Rubin, and that's not. Oh, it's it's Honky Tonk Man. That's who it is. 
Don, did he have it? I think he had it over a year. Intercontinental champion. Uh-huh. Yeah, we weren't even close. Who is it? The Honky Tonk Man holds the longest reign at 454 days. Only four of the wrestlers, Pedro Morales, Don Morocco, Randy Savage, and Gunther have held the championship for a continuous reign for more than one year. Gunther is the current champion in his first reign. <sighs> yeah. I could have swore Shelton Benjamin held it for a long time. But List of Intercontinental Champions. We can cover that up. Actually, hold on a second. I got it right here. Hold on. Let me just fucking go through this thing. Warrior recruit. Warrior vacated. Mr. Perfect. Extra perfect. Bright Hunter. The Mountain. Right. Paper brushing. John Michaels. Razor Roman. We're going to get there in a minute, guys. I promise. It's getting edited anyway. It's not going to seem like it's that long. Yeah. There's a sex joke in there somewhere, I'm sure, if we dug deep enough. Ain't gonna dig too deep if you're Dakota. Hey-yo. Hey-yo. Shortest ride, longest line. I forgot about Test holding it. Test did hold it for a while, didn't he? Chris Benoit, Chris Benoit. Well, we're not supposed to say Chris Benoit. We're not supposed to talk about that. Oops. Shelton Benjamin. He held it twice. Three times. He's got a lot of days combined. That might but be it would appear that his longest reign was 244 days, and then he held it again for 69, and then he held it again for 41. That second reign was nice. Yes, it was. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so he's he held it Numerous times. That's why boxing film. But yeah, two hundred forty-four days. I knew we held it for a while. I thought it was. I thought it was a year, but close enough. Yeah. So that's where Gunther's at right now, right? He's over. No, he's over the, the year mark. That's my. That might have been where I. Uh, no, he's he's in like the two hundred something day range. Pop quiz. Who is the first ever Intercontinental Champion? Uh, it's got to be super old. Mm. September 1st, 1979. Pedro Morales? In... Nope. He was the third. Uh, I like the easy answer. I don't want to say the easy answer. I'll tell you who the person beat. Not Bruno San Martino, is it? Nope. The person who was the first ever Intercontinental Champion beat Ted DiBiase for the championship. Is it Hulk Hogan? Nope. Andre? Nope. He isn't that big of a name in that context, but he was one of McMahon's lackeys during the Attitude Era. Oh, I was going to guess Hacksaw Jim Duggan. I don't know. Nope. He, he, wasn't a lackey. he was not a lackey, though. Um, nope. I am absolutely blanking. 
Fire two more chances. Just fire. They have a gimmick. Yes. Yeah. Uh, attitude arrow. He wrestled for a long time, and then he kind of like. It's not Bob Black Backlund. Jesus Christ! It's no, another... I'm going too far. I think he's back. even a referee for a little bit too, and then he ended up kind of being like a big presence backstage. Was also like one of McMahon's lackeys on the the TV. I'm blanking, man. Just tell me who it is. Pat Patterson. God, you know what? <laughs> I wouldn't. That would have been like ten guesses down, but. <laughs> yep. Pedro Morales is number three. That would I would that would have took me forever to get to him. Yeah, nope. Your uh, answer's been given, buddy. So, all right, John, do we got anything that uh, grinds your gears? Yeah, uh, just how the like the bloodline storyline. As many replays as they show, they could take a week off with Roman. Just, just give give them the week off, like especially this week where there's absolutely nothing else going on, and they're setting up every other story. Yeah, like like this episode could have done without without it this time. Just show the replay of what happened last week. Say how Roman's going to return next week. Get get the get that picture out there on the internet too. He's coming back. He's coming back. And yeah. You don't have to have this segment every week, especially if your head guy's not even going to be there. Yeah. We don't I mean, I, need 10 to 20 minutes of this every week. I feel like, they, feel like if they don't mention it, people are going to forget about it. Oh, yeah. The biggest storyline in the last 20 years, people are going to just such good shit and forget about it. Such good shit. Just a week like this week, it, it really wasn't needed. Just have like Jay doing his pissed off walk backstage, and you know maybe running into Sami Zayn. Like, hey man, how's it going? Hey, hey buddy, remember me? Hey, are remember you feeling oozy? You, you feeling oozy? <laughs> yeah. That's yeah. I mean that's that's really it. There, this wasn't that bad. No, nah, it wasn't. I mean, it was definitely better than last week's, but it definitely could have been better. You know what I mean? Yep. So anything grinding your gears? I'm gonna say this and I'm probably gonna get some heat for it. I thought it brings views. I thought that we were going to get a better Bianca title chaser than we've been getting. That's fair. I I would have much rather seen her just fucking run through people, kind of do like a slight heel turn where she like just doesn't talk. She just beats everyone's ass and earned her shot that way instead of just sitting on the sidelines, clapping her hands and kind of... Chelsea Greening, the whole thing, just 
Raquel Rodriguez, Rhea Ripley, Bianca Belair. Just let them be what they are. They're strong, athletic, dominate in the ring. Just let her run through everything. But I think the problem they're well, I don't know. Like I said, I would just like to see more of a hold on. <laughs> uh, I'd much rather just see like a all right, let's just get to work, Bianca, like she was before. Versus this, oh, I've been waiting two months for my title shot. I've just been patiently waiting. Just go whoop someone's ass. You know what I mean? She's just trying to see big, meaty women slapping me. I know, bro. And, like, even if, like, someone else is wrestling and they have nothing to do, just let her go and just beat the shit out of both of them. And then just kept saying, until I get my opportunity, I mean, keep doing this. And that's all she's going to say. Like Bobby Lashley-esque, whatever, after he lost his U.S. title. Yeah, just, I'm going to keep beating everyone's ass until you guys give me my opportunity. Let her run backstage start throwing people. You know what? Like, I would let her beat someone's ass and then take them all the way back to Adam Pierce's door and then put the all, like the wrestler through the door and just say, I'm going to keep doing this until you get my title shot. And then just walk away. Like, there's... We're getting too much into we have to have a story. We have to have people talking. We have to do this stuff. Just... Like, we don't have... Talk. We don't have a, a, a monster in the women's division. Well, at least one booked that way. They, they, what you're saying is... Kind of Ray has kind of been that, but honestly, where they really dropped the ball is Ronda Rousey. Yeah, they should have just Bill Goldberg her in WCW days. Don't let her talk on the mic. Just go kick ass. Don't say anything. If you gotta say something, it's a bare minimum. Let's just get one of those again. Yeah, and let it be a female. Let it be Bianca. She's got the skill for it. I'm not saying she's bad on the mic, but you've got too many people talking right now about this championship, and then you got Charlotte and them shaking hands, and you know, I just fucking KOD her on a fucking box next to you, walk off, go out there, just fucking beat everyone's ass, and then just beat Charlotte's ass for costing you your title. Like, I just, I just need someone to be a beast in this women's division for this championship run. We're getting too many stories. Charlotte, Bianca, EO, Bailey, Oscar, just too much. Let one of them be a monster. Let them do what they got to do and go from there. Yeah. Too many cooks in the kitchen and not somebody just to eat it. Thank you. Yes. Too many options on the menu. Just let someone fucking run wild in that women's division. Because honestly, dude, like, here's, and I'm, you can, Dakota probably gonna flip shit when he hears this if he listens back to it. But what I would love to see is let Rhonda go do her UFC thing, whatever she's gonna potentially do, and then when she comes back, just book her that way. Brock Lesnar, no talking. Yeah, no, no talking. She's just gonna wreck everyone and leave, and just be a fucking badass. That's all I need. I'm not asking for much. So. Just to backtrack here. I, I wanted the women's division to have a legitimate tag team thing going on. Finally got that. Now let's see if uh, this actually happens because I'm all for this. Hey, I'm tired of seeing like what you said. You made some. You made some fucking solid points. I'm tired of seeing it too. I just want somebody just to go out there and kick everybody's ass and leave. 
And that's kind of like the biggest thing, like with AEW, right? Is they don't build a whole lot of good stories. Okay, cool. I get it. But every story doesn't have to have a narrative. You know what I mean? We don't have to keep talking. We don't have to keep trying to vocally build stories like Goldberg did it for what? Two years in WCW? Brock Lesnar did it for how long when he first came in? Whole career. You know what I mean? Like, hell, no one really heard Brock Lesnar talk until he came back from the UFC. You know what I'm saying? Like, let's just fucking let one of these women. And honestly, like I said, dude, it can be Rhea, it can be Raquel, it can be Bianca. Flair talks too much. He doesn't know how to not talk. Oscar tries to talk, but you can't fucking understand anything she says, anyways. So just let 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 Bianca be it for a little bit. Mild heel turn. It's like a heel face combo. And did you recognize tonight that I think that was LA Knight's push to become a baby face? I missed that. I, I thought it sounded I, more like a, like an anti hero type of promo. If that makes any sense. I think it does. I think we're kind of both in the middle there. I think it's he's trying to be more of a face than he is a heel right now. But I think he's trying to play both, and I think he's the only one that really can do that right now. But, yeah, I just need one of these females to just go ham, beat the shit out of everybody, and let's call it a day. Yeah. Really need... Uh, I don't even know who the, who else they can book that way, either. out of Outside of those three. Bronson Reed. <laughs> Bronson Reed in the dress. Send him out there. <laughs> He, he ruins every other good match on Raw. Haven't ruined yeah. the women's division. Such good so, shit. Such good shit. Honestly, the way I, I kind of got thinking about it, and we kind of talked about it the other day, but um, let maybe Natalie. Natalia? Natalia. Let's say Natalie. Yeah, Natalia. You know, she, she put on a hell of a match with Rhea. I don't know about letting her just do that. I, I'd like to see her put on some more of those... Uh, a few more of those classics like she had on Monday Night Raw uh, last week. We're going to break the NDA. We're going to bring back Save One. It's going to be such good shit. <laughs> I'm going to bring back Brawl and Panty matches. <laughs> such good shit. Such good shit. Yeah, uh, nothing but mud fights and what, what was the other one they always did? Uh, battle Royals, but all over the second rope. Yeah, because uh, they top dollared it and couldn't get over the top. Yeah, that's good. That is a very good point. Second rope battle royal, mud fights, <laughs> brown penny matches, bikini matches. Oh yeah, yeah, the those. <laughs> yeah. Such good shit. Oh, man. Those were the good old days. Those those were the good days, son. You ain't seen nothing yet until you seen Terry Wilson getting them brawl and panty matches. Never lost. (laughs) Undefeated. (laughs) May Young. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Jesus Christ. (laughs) Got that mental image now I can't get rid of. But uh, tomorrow... Well, the episode will be out on me reviewing the SummerSlam 2005 
We're a week late, but it's coming. We got lives, okay? Shit happens. Yeah. But we were gonna we're gonna live stream it on Twitch tomorrow night. Look for M Squanch on Twitch. And it'll be on the YouTube uh on the Cheap Pop Podcast YouTube channel. And if we can get it up and running again, be on Pop This Potty for the Cheap TikTok. Popping it. And with all that being said, this is Hook signing out. Like a fat kid in dodgeball, we out. <laughs>